Sean Kenny couldn't take his club right Thistle side into the West of Scotland League, so he took them to Ardeer instead. Sean had hoped to get Kilbride into the division being created for new teams. But when that didn't happen, he jumped at the chance to move to struggling Stevenston-based Ardea two weeks ago. He's taken his squad and staff with him en masse, and they'll now line up in Conference B. Sean joins us this week and tells us why things panned out at Kilbride the way they did, and his plans for rejuvenating Ardea on and off the park. We look back at his time at Kilbride, where he will also stay on as the chairman. But perhaps that should be no surprise. Since injury forced him to retire as a player at the age of 25, he's been a coach, scout, assistant boss, manager and president. Plus, on the night the Euros start, Sean gives us the inside track on Billy Gilmore and his old man, and tells us why he has to start against the Czech Republic. It's all here as we go down the divisions. to have you along as we take a look at Scotland's lower leagues. So Paul, it was match day two in the breathing space pre-season cup on the weekend and it was a seven goal thriller for your new Mains United side against Bells Hill. It was a, a great game for the neutral. Uh, loads of goals, two teams that wanted to attack, uh, full of incident. Uh, one thing I will say about the, the Breathing Space Cup, it's captured the imagination. I've been to a few games now and obviously our own games and it's probably been, I don't know, 150 to 200 people at the game. So certainly the appetite's there. The game itself, we were 2-0 down at half time. I uh, don't know if the guys at Bells Hill will agree, but the second goal was, I would say, offside. but dubious decision, uh, of which when confronting the referee at half-time, told us <laughs> that he guessed. Uh, so my reaction after that was, I cannot do another year of this. <laughs> and then, uh, no, I was just said to the boys at half-time, look, get a goal, get a goal early, and the game's on, and it did. And then we end up going 3-2 up. Uh, Bell's keeper then probably pulled off a, an absolute wonder save that would have probably finished the game. Uh, they scored the goal, three each, and then in about the 90th minute, we've you know, picked up at a set play and the guys had a glancing header, a goal that maybe wouldn't go in on a normal occasion, but he took it really, really well. And obviously we were disappointed to come away, but one thing I will say, and I know I'm, I'm friends with the guys at Bell Hill, Derek Wilson and David Menelos, they have put some team together there and they are a team that certainly will be there or thereabouts at the end of the year. And, and I, I haven't talked to the both of them and the budget and that that they've got up there. Uh, what a remarkable job they've done. Uh, and, but I wish them all the best this year because it's fantastic what they've done. Disappointed to come away without a point because I, I honestly felt if we got something out of the game, then it wouldn't be much and, and we could hopefully have went on to, to win it. But roll on this week, Royal Albert. And... Chris Jarvie scored a hat-trick in that game. Uh, how old is he now? He's still putting the, goal, the, the goals away. You're 42 years old and, you know, people have said to us, oh, for signing a 42-year-old. But I tell you, with that, that man brings an experience. We're, even last night in training, still demanding standards of the younger boys. Uh, you know, I think sometimes they, they look at him and think, you know, 
but he still means business. He still wants to win every week, like us all. But he, he's absolutely phenomenal. Gets himself in the right positions and, and scores goal, and he's done it all his career. It sounds like you won't be short of uh, too many goals at New Mains United this season. I think that's six goals in, in your first two games, so uh, just got to tighten things at the other end now. Even that, Gareth, he tightened things at the other end. You know, the, the goals that Bells Hill scored were, were phenomenal goals. You know, I can only really say one real error, a def- maybe two defensive errors. Maybe one of the defenders got rolled a wee bit easy uh, for one of the goals, but the rest of the goals were, were decent goals. And as I said, they've got a phenomenal team, uh, phenomenal young players. You know, I think they brought a lad in from St. Martin who looked, you know, first class. So, no, but honestly, what, for the for the, the listeners, watch out for Belsa this year because I think they're going to do good things. There we go. You've heard it here first. Uh, a quick word for our sponsors, media agency 44 Creative. Not only do they have photographers, graphic designers, videographers, and video editors to help promote your content, brand, organization, or event, they now offer website services too. They make creation personal, and they'd love to hear from you. Find out more at www.44creativehq.com. We'll include that link in the show's description on your podcast player too. Back to the show, and please do keep the comments and suggestions for guests coming. If you're a club in the lower leagues looking for more exposure, we'd also like to hear from you. Our email address is downthedivisions at gmail.com. That's downthedivisions at gmail.com. Or you can contact us through Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. I'm David Gormley, manager at Rossville Football Club, and you're listening to Down the Divisions. New RDA Thistle boss Sean Kenny is with us this week. Thanks for being with us, Sean. Thanks for having me on, guys. We'll uh, we'll chat some more in a moment, but before we do, we've got the Down the Divisions decider. We'll give you four clues for a particular club from League One down, then reveal the answer at the end of the show. Now, Sean, you sounded very confident before the show there. I don't think you've had one wrong, and we're on episode, what, Paul, is it episode 59 tonight? So, so He did say he would get it, Gareth. That's what he said. Well, I thought that's what he said as well, to be honest, yeah. The stitch up has begun. <laughs> right this week I'm looking for the club who were the first junior side to have a game televised and that was in 1958 they're the only junior side to, to travel by air to a game they were the first junior club to defeat a senior side in a competitive fixture and they've won the Scottish Junior Cup three times now, if you've got the answer, Sean, don't give it away just yet. But on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you right now? What I meant to say there was I only get Paul's ones. I don't. <laughs> I never get yours, Gareth. I always get Paul's questions. Glad you said that, Sean, because I do. I like to give three kind of tricky ones and one easy one, so you get it. There's no an easy one in there. I do know it's not Auckland Lake Talbot because they've won it more than three times. <laughs> <laughs> so the process of elimination, you come from Ayrshire, I'm going to go down that road because Gareth's like that. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll find out the answer from Sean at the end of the show. Hi, my name's Carlo Walker and I'm the manager of Mabel. You're listening to Down the Divisions. New RDA Thistle manager Sean Kenny is with us this week. Well, it's been less than two weeks now, Sean, since you took over at RDA. How's it been so far? It's been really good. Um, been, been busy, obviously. 
there's a, there's a lot to do at the club, but we, we were also quite lucky that my players and, and, and my coaching staff and, and basically everybody came with me, so that that covered those bases. bases. But I, we've had games and things like that, and we've had a decent crowd. We played last night against Whitlitz with over 100 people done, and that's brilliant for the club straight away, so hopefully that can keep up. We'll, we'll come on to the kind of the, the workings of it in a minute, but um, RD is not a new club for you, really, is it? You, you were there when, you know, I think you took the under 17s when you started your coaching. Yeah, I was doing, um, Derek Cook was the manager, and John Frew was taking the under 17s team, and, and John had asked me along. I'd known John through Esco Bride, he'd asked me along, and, and it's sort of, it's went full circle now. I was, I was 21 back then, so it was about 10 years ago, um, and John's now. And coaching with me, um, and, and three of the boys who were playing for the 17s now play with the, with the first team squad. So it's went full circle. It's good. It's, it's nice to see that. Obviously, uh, we'd heard a couple of weeks ago that some of the teams that were applying to come in, and Kilbride Thistle was, was one of the teams that had applied to, to, to the league. What was the decision in them not getting in, or... What was the decision in you guys going to Ardeer or was it just a case of a bit of joined up thinking, well, do you know what? We're in a situation here where we're trying to get ground criteria and Ardeer were maybe having a wee struggle. I think we'd mentioned it on the show a couple of weeks ago that Ardeer was was struggling at that point in time. What was the kind of thinking behind it? They didn't really come together, actually. It was the Ardeer thing came after because... But the application hadn't really, we hadn't really heard much, to be honest. And other teams had been announced as, as ex, been accepted into the league and things like that. And and you sort of take the hint a wee bit. You think, oh, well, maybe we're not getting in here. Um, so I, I spoke to Colin Boyd and we had a wee chat and things like that. And Colin pointed in the right direction. That I think the big thing was that, for what I'm led to believe, is if you're not, you're, if, say, there's nine teams in this fourth division, and say six of their grounds are, are up to standard next season, then they get promoted. So the three teams, you can have a three-team league, obviously. So the three teams left would either go back amateur or would have to take a year out. So we thought that we probably wouldn't go for it this year, but we could, st- we could still keep working in the background. The other thing came after that, and and it, sort of t- it ticked all the boxes for us, and... And I knew our deal were in a wee bit of trouble. As I say, there, there is a bit of history at the club and I know they came out of Wales. So whenever, it wasn't a quick decision by any means. I went down and spoke to them after they, they had phoned me and I wanted to speak to people that I wanted advice for. Um, and when we went down, I had a chat with the committee and it was really about guaranteeing long-term futures for our deal. It's, it, it's got to be a long-term plan. We can't go for year to year, basically. It's got to be a long-term thing and and the guys were happy for me to set that in place. So, as I say, it's exciting times now. Don't I kind of go over old, old ground a little bit, but I'm, I'm just kind of going back on the, the whole process about, about applying because it was our AGM last week and obviously the the associate member clubs uh, were obviously on the AGM. Originally, to the original junior teams, if, if, if that makes sense, we were told that this Division 4 and if the team won the league, they would go up. Obviously, now they're saying that, that all, all the teams that, that meet the criteria will go up and then next year, possibly, Division 3 could be split into 2 and A and a B, which I'm not sure 
how that goes. And obviously, none of this gets voted on. This is something that's uh, the, the, the league have decided that's what they're going to do. Uh, and and I, I've raised the point. But from the process of, of applying, because as I said, uh, I'm sure it was Colbride and teams like uh, Blantyre Soccer Academy, who was announced, didn't get in uh, th- this week. And obviously, you being kind of close down there to to Colin Boyd is one of the, a local team for him, I suppose. Was there was there help in, on, on the way in the process for you guys? I, I definitely, um, we, we were pointed in the right direction. I mean, we, we were, we sort of thought we had I had a place in, 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 in Solcoats where, where we're registered from as Bride Thistle. Um, the story about that, there's only one park in West Kilbride and there's already West Kilbride amateurs, so we couldn't register down the, it's called down the Glen, so we couldn't register down the Glen. So we, we evolved and wrestled for Solcoats. So we looked at doing something in there. Basically, there was a few complaints, anonymous complaints made about us playing there. So we couldn't sort of go forward with that. So we looked at different places, and Colin was really good in that at that stage as well, when why not try here, why not try there. To say it was just at first that we got a permanent place, but we've got a sort of permanent place that we, we, we were working towards. Um, but again, it was just that thing of, well, if it wasn't ready next year, then you, know, you maybe need to go back. And if you go back to the amateurs, you go back to the bottom division, you wouldn't just go back into a Premier Division or anything like that. So I think that was always a point that I raised as well, Sean, that uh, what happens to the guys that, 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 that take that decision to come out to come out of amateur is a bit of a, is a, bit of a, a risk and a bit of a gamble, isn't it? Aye, that's it. Um, and when I weighed it up, it was one that I think we didn't need to take because... We, we had a good thing going. If, if we were to keep going as, as Cobray Thistle and the amateurs, we were in a very competitive league. There's a lot of good teams in there, so the amateur player division. Um, and it was, we were looking to be successful in the league, but it, it would have been very difficult. And, and the boys were all there, and the boys were all signed up, and they were ready to go. And we had, in my opinion, built a team for the rest of Scotland League and, and get into that. And that's, but when I spoke to players, obviously it sort of dragged on a wee bit. and Obviously, everybody asks you the question, what league is it? And at first, I didn't actually speak to them because I didn't, I couldn't tell them. But the sort of longer it went on, I say to them, listen, I'm at a stage now, I'm not making any promises. I need players who want to play for the club. And they see what we're doing. They see the stuff that we've got set up off the park. They see the boys that are there to play on the park. And if we get into the rest of Scotland, great. If we don't, then we play in the, the Ayrshire Premier Division. And hopefully, we go and, and go and give that a bash. So how's that now left Kilbride Thistle? Obviously you've moved everybody, ported everybody over to, to Ardia Thistle. Has that left them with an amateur team still with their amateur registration or, or is that team now disbanded? No, well, what, what the plan was, we, we always planned on having an amateur team still anyway. Um, so if we got accepted in Kilbride Thistle, the rest of Scotland League, there's another team there that was going to come in um, that I've been working with for... With, for about January, I would say, and um, we had some meetings back then, and 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 you know what it's like sometimes, not even just taking a step into the, the rest of Scotland, but every season as you try and improve your squad, there's maybe guys that need to go, um, and just to get their games, you can't just drag people along and and promise them games and no government, it's no fair on them. So this new team was a good place for them to go, and some of the younger players that we had that were maybe just too old for the under twenties would go there as well and it's, it's sort of worked out that way already but Cobride Thistle have, 
have got the amateur team there. It's just about um, I'm getting the, the name finalised because there's a wee bit about if one team goes out because they, they'll play in the bottom league, they'll not play in the Premier League. They'll start out again, sort of thing. So it's about a new team taking a name that was already there, but obviously we've given our go ahead for it and things like that. So it lies with the, lies with the league just now, but for what I gather, there won't be any issues with well, Paul mentioned uh, you know, the the struggles that our deer have been having, and I think they were, you know, on the brink of maybe taking a year out, a bit like Anne Bank, until you went in there. How uh, how big a job have you got to not just obviously you're bringing players across as yourself, but just to kind of reverse things as as, as the sort of uh, the club as a whole, and and you know. Like, engagement with the community things like that how big a task will that be do you think as 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 a whole rather than just the, the 11 starters on a saturday ah it's a big job it's a big job to get our deal to where we to where we want we want to get them a long-term future one of the things that i spoke to the committee about and this isn't about any ex-manager any ex-players this is just the way football works sometimes the manager brings players in sometimes they go with them one of the, the first question that i said to them was I've been here for a while but you need to think about when I'm not here because every manager that's left previously has left has taken all the players and all the players have left and that's been a few times I've either been struggling for, for numbers and for bodies and, and it's left but my point to them was we need to learn lessons for stuff like this and as a club if we want to build up which we do and I want to be here long term but that's just one example but we kind of keep making the same mistakes running the club and we can't we can't just keep doing things like that. So we need to learn through all this sort of stuff. But with what I would say again, and it, it goes back to at the weekend there, we played we played a friendly on Saturday, and I think there was 64 people was there because I keep asking the gates. 64 was there. I think last night was 126, which is unbelievable for a Monday night. And I'd sort of say is like, I think on Saturday people come down for a look. Because what we do have actually a broader fickle right this, we've got a really, really good social media team. And the boys are brilliant. I used to do the Facebook and the Twitter and all that and when these boys have come in <laughs> I, I don't so I thought I was doing a no bad job as well, but I definitely wasn't it. I was dead shocking. But the boys have come in and they've, they've promoted things and and it's it's letting the community it's letting the community see what's going on and I think that's a big thing. Letting them see what's happening. What we do have is local players. I think last night we had seven Stevenson boys playing. And I think for, for Steve, and, and they're good players, by the way. They're not just playing because they're postcode. They are good players. So I think that's what the people down there want to see. Um, it was a hard game, but it's the fighting things like that. They kept running. As I say, in Saturday, I feel that people came to have a look. But last night, I mean, we were 2 0 down against the Wallets, who are a really good team. And the boys came right back into it, and we were disappointed we never went two each. But that was a lot of that came for the side because it, was, it wasn't just coming down for a look; it was getting behind the boys and, and the support. We felt it; it was really good. They're a passionate, passionate bunch down there. So if we can get them engaged properly, then then that, that's the only way that the club can survive and, and can grow ultimately, which we got to do. It sounds exactly the situation that we found ourselves in at New Mains and. You know, you're, talk, you're talking about the social media side of things. So one thing that still our club does very, very well, and it's amazing that the, the difference, even straight away this week, I know it's you guys are doing, 
uh, a strip competition. You can vote in the strips and stuff like that. And the two cracking strips, by the way, people should get on and have a have a look at the social media. It's fantastic how how important that is. It's dead important getting the stuff off the park, right? But the stuff on the park in terms of last year's Ardia squad. Is there any remaining players, or is it a case now that they've, they've it's just you know start again as the players that you bring in? No, there's there's nobody left. Um, there's no man. When I went down, there was no management and there was no players. Um, I think that maybe helped one of the reasons why they offered me the job because obviously I've got my players and, and my boys that, that went in my my sort of structure. Um, so I think that that sort of went in my favour there. Um, but no, there's in fact it's not even the fact that there wasn't any management and there wasn't any players. We never had any strips. See because. I would have had to take the strips home. We've been chasing strips. And that's no, again, that's not a dig at anybody or anything like that. I don't mean that like that. It's just a sort of, that's where we are right now. That's We've obviously mentioned the poll, but that poll was badly needed because we need to get strips. How's, how's the poll going and when does it close? It closes tomorrow. Um, the response is, is, I was looking at it this morning and there's, I think it's been on for an hour and over 100 people had voted on it. And it's, it's naked. I don't want to say I'm publicising it, but it is naked. It's not one of the ones where you better get voting. It really is naked, naked. Obviously, we've got the. It's quite funny. We've got a twenty squad. We've got the first team boys. The first team boys are dead set on. I think it's the red and black one. But the twenties boys are dead set on the red and white one. And both of them are. There are different chats. I'm in both of the chats, but they kind of see how anybody would vote for the other one. But it's hard to split. It really is. The red and white one's nice. Well, I like the red and black. <laughs> <laughs> by, the, by the time the uh, by the time the show comes out on Friday, we're recording this on Tuesday night, so uh, the uh, the result will be known by then. So we'll know what strip you you're wearing. Uh, In fact, keep the poll open. Keep it open until <laughs> after the show's gone out. Uh, that'll be interesting to see how that changes. You made a wave to like your poll. <laughs> You, you, you mentioned uh, you've had a couple of games. I think you beat AS Airdrie 5-3 on Saturday. Then then you lost to Whitlitz uh, last night as we as we speak now. That's Monday night. Um, I mean, you, looking at your squad, if I've got it right, I think you've got guys with West of Scotland or juniors experience, the likes of Ryan Wilson, Darren Fry, who are at Kilwinning, Michael Howie, who was at Muirkirk, uh, Darren McIntyre, who was at Whitlitz. So it's not as though... It's not as though you've just got a bunch of amateurs who aren't aware of of what kind of level of football they're going into, I suppose. No, that's right. There, there is boys that have done it. Even, let's say, Ryan. Ryan's, Ryan's at Ardeer before as well. Um, so he's, he's had a couple of spells. Um, even even sort of more experienced players, James Bennett, he played for the Whitney, he played for Hurlford. Um, John Perry's had a, had a wee dabble with Cowan as well when he was younger. He's a Cowan boy, so... We have got that experience through the team, um, but again, look, last night, last night was a good indicator. We'd all, we'd played two pre-season games as as Kilcarrie Thistle as well, so that's sort of a fourth game all in. But it was the first one we'd lost, and I'd spoke to the boys after it, and it's the one that we'll learn most for definitely. It was it was a really good game, and to say well, it's a good team. Um, George has got a lot good this season. Um, and that was their first game, and they're only going to get better as well. But it was a really hard, it was a, it was a really good game for us. We've actually got we've got four games in eight days, um, and by some I've never seen this in my life. But Saturday 
we actually had eight players injured from the warm-up on. So that sort of has not helped the four games in eight days the way I had it set out before this, how it was going to work. But we've still got a good squad. And the good thing is we can tap into the 20s now as well. One of, it was mostly defenders, actually, um, on Saturday that got injured. So one of the young boys, Jamie McManus, came up for the 20s. And I spoke to him before. I said, just be calm, you'll be fine, play Big man went on and it was excellent. He was coming out of defence, playing passes, and it's really exciting. One of the big things for me is the 20s. It is really exciting that a team I've been involved with for a while with, when they were 17s and things like that. And there is really good players there. We had someone I'm in the team at Cobride Thistle just in, in pre season games as well. So it's a big thing. And again, there's local boys playing for our deer, which is, is what we want to get. How's the committee structure down there? Because obviously, if you're saying there was no players left, having somebody like you come in must be an absolute breath of fresh air for these guys because they must have been worried. They must have been sitting thinking, are we having to take a year out this year? Or, you know, is the club going to continue? Have they been, obviously they would have been very welcoming to, to you coming in, Sean? Well, Peter McBlade's a secretary and Peter's sort of my main point of contact just now and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm, doing, at the, I'm doing at the stadium most nights. I'm in there, say the 20s, all the nights for us to train and the things. So I'm doing most nights. The committee are always there. They're always anything you need. I see, they, they really can't do enough for you. The work they put in down there is unbelievable. It's, as I said, Paul, you've said as well, you've been doing a couple of times. It's, it's, a, it's a great place to play football. It's a massive big park, but the facilities can be a wee bit run down. Obviously, there was a fire as well, which... which the youngins set the place on fire, which is obviously horrible, and it was a real blow for everybody. But they built it back up, and they just, they, they just not, they don't get put off. And when I went down and spoke to them, and say Peter phoned me on a Wednesday morning, and offered me a job, and I said I'd come down and speak to you right after my work. It gives me a wee bit of time to think. It's obviously a big call. Um, I went down and I spoke to them, and, and we sat with the chat, and again about long term but that's that's what I think about I wouldn't if I went in somewhere short term it's it's a year and left it's a year wasted I would sort of I want to build long term and, and build the club up and I think and Peter Peter's back me and, and we have everything we can um, obviously the we've, we've got limits done at our dear but all the support that he can give me has given me and the committee are brilliant they're all, they're all, they're all brilliant Ronnie the president things like that they're all great and they just they can't do enough for you and it, they're letting me do my thing as well and bringing in the social media boys and try to build up that side of things and, and we'll try, try and get into the community more and, and doing the polls and, and things like that. So they're, they're letting me do my thing. Like I sort of did a lot of it with Cobra Thistle and, and we had a good wee following at Cobra Thistle. But it'll fit in well. And it's sort of, at the same time, they're taking a lot of stress off me because I'm, like, I'm not watching strips anymore. I'm... I don't need to keep, well, I, 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 my car was basically I bought a five seater and I had a two seater basically Paul you'll probably know this yourself yeah. cones and poles and now, now the guys look after all that stuff and it's just wee things that take a wee bit of pressure off you and, and I can't I can't speak Kyle enough of them to be honest in fact can I just I've seen your car Paul and uh, <laughs> sometimes uh, obviously pre-lockdown when you have given me a lift places it has taken a while to clear to get a seat in that car at times, isn't it? Even even the boot. Well, tonight as we speak, and I do not tell or exaggerate this one little bit, 
I've got the golf clubs in the back, the electric trolley in the boot, <laughs> and then we're starting the, the mini kickers program at New Main. So I was away collecting the balls. I've got five bags of balls. I've got hurdles. I've got cones all in the back seats. I don't even think there's a front seat left. <laughs> so my mistake for not taking the golf clubs out of the car for Sunday. <laughs> What's sure that? there's plenty of people that would, uh, that would uh, know exactly what we're speaking about there, Paul. I'm, got, I'm also thinking about getting a van, truthfully. Truthfully, just a little van for the club just to cart all the stuff back and forth. <laughs> what's uh, what's your, your record been like down at RDU in the past, Paul? Because I'm I'm kind of conscious that you, the two of you are in the same conference this season, so you're, you're, you're on speaking terms just now. So uh, I just wondered if it's going to be the same after that 90 minutes this season, the first 90 minutes. Yes, well, we've put me in the spot. We, I think we, the first time I went down, I think we drew. I think we've won down there. We played at Bothwell Hall and won. I can't think. Uh, we get, no, in fact, we got, we got beat down there the first game. Uh, it was a, a, a late winner. We were winning in the game and it was a late winner. He scored. Uh, and I think we've won down there and we've won up here. So, yeah. And you were saying before the before we started recording, they get, uh, get a nice cup. Two ones since I've been since I've been there. And you got a nice cup of tea, you said down there. Lovely cup of tea. The lady who works in the pie stand made me a lot. Of, I was a wee bit early, and she made me a cup of tea and brought it into the changing room for me. So, uh, and uh, is it, is it, listen, as I said, all fair to Sean, is it Ardeer is one of these clubs. It's got a great setup. It's got a great little ground, uh, a nice little terrace in there. Turnstiles as you just at the car park and stuff like that. It's made for. It's made for semi-professional football down there it's not you might say it's run down but the actual infrastructure's there uh, and I think if I remember really, the pitch was in decent condition as well it wasn't a bad park because I think you guys train on that park as well Sean don't you I just now we do obviously there's no floodlights um, but it's been good we, we've been one half and then the 20s have been another half it's been good just to sort of merge that together with the boys as well that, that's been a big reason for doing that but Obviously, there's been no games on it for December, but the part looks brilliant. See, see just on your saying as well, Paul, one of the good things that I've sort of seen down there, and this is obviously, again, long-term, there's a lot of space. So space, can you can put stuff in space. So hopefully we can, we can again, we look to build the place up. And um, and that that's a long-term aim. We, it has got, it's got a lot of good stuff to it, and it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of charm to it. It's like an old, an old junior ground. So if we can add to that as well, there's a lot of potential in there. I'm going to use that one, Sean. You can put stuff in space. I like that because there's a lot. Of, there is a lot of land behind the goals down there, isn't there? All, all around the park, but I, especially behind the goals, um, there's there's a lot. Um, and again, we want we want a ball place. Although one of the things is that Peter was sort of had a wee go with the night because when you go try to get into the changing room just now, you've got. Goal like many goals and and all that. So some of that space is going to need to be taken up, I think. <laughs> so you're running a shit tap, not no, a tight shop. We're in a fortnight. Peter's not happy with me. <laughs> I, I'm just concerned, a little bit concerned. I just wondered whether you can confirm or deny something. Then uh, Sean, it's like it's that time of year when there's transfers happening and people come in and go in, and you're talking about bringing social media teams in and all that. Is the tea lady going to keep her job? Catherine Stain. She's Catherine Stain. Stain. She's promised me that. Um, Who's in there? 
She was down in she was down on Saturday. Food, everything the usual, brilliant for them. They, again, the unsung heroes and but Paul, you you have them at your club as well. The people that don't get enough praise and it's quite good that she's actually had a wee mention here because they all deserve it. They all deserve it. And I'm saying Catherine, but there's a few of them that work in there and, and behind the bar and things like that and they're brilliant. Behind the bar? I've not seen the bar. You must have kept that shut when you means come down. They heard you were coming, that's how you get the tea. <laughs> <laughs> My name is John McHugh, the manager of Shots Bonacord, and you're listening to Down the Division. Now here's Roach's Roundup with Colburny Laidside assistant boss, Des Roach. Thanks, Gareth. Well, we begin this week's Roundup in the Lowland League, where the movement of players is in full swing. Brian Ferguson at Linlithgow has raided the senior ranks for the signatures of Cammy Thompson from Stirling Albion and Thomas Halloran from Stenhouse Muir. They'll also attract in Camelon's outstanding striker from last season, Alan Doherty. My old junior colleague Bomber, well he's also persuaded Luke Watt to remain in build upon his opening two games of the season before it was ended. Kevin Thompson has brought on board Edinburgh City's Andrew Black, while extending the current deal at New Central Park for crucial defender Scott Hooper. And probably the most high profile signings and statements made this week come up in East Bride, where gaffer Stevie Aitken has announced a hat-trick of top quality signings. Ex-Scotland striker Lee Miller, recently co-boss at Falkirk, along with ex-St. Johnson stalwart Chris Miller, and his former Morton colleague and most recently Lowland League title winner at Kelpie Hearts, Jamie Stevenson. All arrive at Key Park with clear intentions and success. In the Highland League, Craig Levine's role advising the board looks to have made an immediate impact as the club have announced that ex-Northern Ireland frontman and most recently coach at Hearts, Andy Kirk, is their new boss. This will be Kirk's first senior role as manager and also Craig will be tapping back into his old stomping ground. In Cove, they've added two new faces who have previously worked with assistant manager Gordon Young at Motherwell, Morgan Neal and Robbie Leach. Over at Clackna Cudden, manager Jordan McDonald has bolstered his coaching staff ahead of the upcoming season. Tommy Wilson and Martin Callum have come on board, with Callum combining the role as player coach. In League 2, and Athletic have appointed ex-Tenhouse Muir gaffer Colin McMenwin as Peter Murphy's assistant. McMenamin is no stranger to Gallabank as he played there in the 1999-2000 season before his move to Newcastle. Anna are hoping that his great experience will prove to be a massive asset to their hopes for the coming year. Cowden Beef, they've also been busy rebuilding. Central defender Jamie Dodd signs on for another year while also making a coup in the signature of highly rated goalkeeper Cammy Gill from Dunfermline. The 23-year-old has championship experience and also scored under 20 caps. They'll also staying a club captain Craig Barr, who for the past two years has been the player of the year. Along with him is Robbie Buchanan, Gavin Morrison, Chris Renton and Ross Clark. In the west of Scotland, well, the big news this week probably comes out of Darrow, with the astonishing signings of striker Craig Moore from Mary United and creative midfielder Andy Sterling, the ex-Infermline, Kuna South Dumbarton and most recently Shinrath player, is signing on down the break certainly showing real intent that they intend to take the league by storm this year. Rivals co-winning? Well, they've not to be outdone, and they've also been strengthening on and off the pitch. Thomas Collins has arrived on a two-year deal from Steny, but he was on loan from BSE. And tricky winger, Gavin Miller, he's arriving from Blantyre Vicks. Steny's also moved to fill the role of his assistant manager by installing ex-teammate and recently Dorai gaffer Gavin Fields alongside him in the dugout. And finally, my old club, my old town, Renfrew, 
Melbourne Bay pre-signed striking duo Scott Morton and David McKenna, alongside excellent Mum youth player Lane McMenemy. Colin Clark has also moved quickly to bring on board ex-senior player Ryan Boris to his coaching staff after the extra senior man had decided to hang up the boots. Well, that's all for me. Have a good weekend, folks. Back to the boys. My name's Tommy Sloan, Auchinleck Talbot manager. You're listening to Down the Divisions. New RDFSL manager Sean Kenny is with us this week. Well, Sean, we've talked about uh, things down at RDF. Uh, we've, we've touched on stuff at um, Kilbride Thistle. You started out as a player. I think you were at St. Johnston briefly, Wolves Boys Club in Carmyle, and then you moved down to West Kilbride when you were 10 years old, and that's when the love affair with Kilbride Thistle started? Yeah, it was. I um, When I actually when I went, when I went, I was, I'm, I'm January born, so the boys that were in my class at school, I went, so I played with them, and the manager, John Bell, told me that I was too young, and I don't know if, that was, if that's what he meant, or if I was just rotten, <laughs> and I, I went to go play the other team, but I, I went for a wee while, and then I thought, no, I want to come back to China, so I played sort of a year, a year above, basically, for a while, actually a while, it was 20 years or something like that, so that is a while, <laughs> but um, I would be come through for I think we started under sixes. I got there at under tens, and I say we went all the way through under twenty ones and at the amateurs. First uh, year in the fourth division, promoted. Won the third division the first year, and then promoted all the way up to the Premier. Stayed in the Premier, um, and and got a couple of cup finals and that. But we never won them, so they're they're still quite sore. But uh, it's, it's, it was a great run, and it's. It's a well-respected club, and I mentioned John Bell there. John ran that club himself for for 20 years, I think it was, 21 years. We had a testimonial in his last season for him, and it was a great turnout as well. And It's just that kind of club. Like Even we spoke earlier about like Ryan Wilson and Dan Fry, the boys have left before. Boys always end up coming back. It's, just, it's a group of boys as well. That they're a really good bunch, and... That was the one thing that we spoke about. Obviously, we've, we've made the jump over to Ardeer, but it's the boys that make the club. Ultimately, if again, Paul, you'll, you'll know that as well. Like you could, you could, I could stay Cobray Thistle when other players could leave, and it's, it's not the same. It's it's just it's the boys that make the club. So it's it's a great group of boys that we've got, and it actually always has been. For we're really lucky that way. It always has been a great group of boys at Cobray. I think it's always better as well for like retention of players the following year if boys are coming in and they're there kind of with their, and their pals or whether they become pals through that it always makes it a bit easier to re-sign the, 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 the following year and hopefully that's the kind of base that, that you're trying to, to build Sean Well that's it um, I'm actually quite quite fussy about the personalities that we sign um, I mean this season I've, I've added three players one of them used to play for us um, Michael Howie, Michael played play the same team as me, so it wasn't a case. Of, and, and Robert Frew, who's, who's kind of striker, as I mentioned, his dad John earlier on. I've known the Frew family for 15 years, so again, know them very well. The goalkeeper Reedy that I've signed, we actually didn't go. <laughs> me and Reedy used to have Barney's when he was playing for New Farm and Goldstone in particular. But uh, you know what it's like. It's alright on the park after the park, everything's brand new, so. But aye, it's it's personality is a big thing. They've got to come and fit into the group, and 
and the, bo- the, boy- the boys are excellent. The boys will make you feel part of it straight away. Um, and, and they deserve a lot of credit for that. I think you've pretty much done every job going at Kilbride Thistle. I mean, you. I think you won the league as captain in 2013. You've been the president, the coach, assistant manager, the scout, and then the, the full-blown manager. Um, it's clear to say that this is a club that means a lot to you and, and you must devote a heck of a lot of time to, to you know, of your life to the club. I think some of the boys will tell you that I just did all the different jobs. I couldn't find the one that I was particularly good at. <laughs> I, I was probably, right, give him something else. He's not very good at that one. I mean, they tried to tire me four years in a trot, so the football side, it couldn't have been very good either. <laughs> no, it was, it was, uh, sorry, Paul. No, sorry, and I was going to say, and, and do you model your, your kind of style on Sean Dyche and the way you play or just the way you kind of look there? <laughs> Oh, the boys are going to love that. Monkle <laughs> Sean, Sean, eyes. Believe it or not, Paul, you're not the first person that said that. <laughs> but no, okay, it is, it's, the club, the club is, it does means, it means a lot to me. Um, that, that's why it, it wasn't an easy decision, the ideal thing. But I do also think, again, that, as I said to you earlier, the boys, the boys would have went with Cobray Thistle. We were set to go as Cobray Thistle and the amateurs, um, and it was it was all all set to go. But I just said that we, obviously the rest of Scotland thing, it might have turned their heads a wee bit. Not that they'd said anything. Everybody was ready to go. But I just thought, you know what it's like sometimes if you're all set and you have a bad result and then you move another, which can happen to any team, then it might just have been a wee bit easier for the heads to turn again. So I thought this is a, a good step. Take the boys, play in the rest of Scotland League, get them, get them what they wanted, really. That's what, that's what the aim was from last summer, basically, when the application started. Obviously, we're there as we're our dear Thistle now, but as I said, it's a group of boys that made the club, so we, we are more than happy everybody's with us and, and we're, we're ready to go again. And is it right that, despite going across to our dear mentioned earlier there's going to be an amateur team is going to remain that you're going to you're going to stay on as chairman of that of that uh, of, of the club that way yeah I was actually just with the new manager Alan McMillan and, and one of the coaches John McInnes down at down at my office at Ardea um, and we'll just have a wee chat we're going over things just the usual players who we can get in where do we go um, things like that so I as much as it, it's the guys that are running the team and things like that I'll not be I'm basically there if, if they need to need to ask me and they need to give me a phone, anything like that. I'm there I'm there to help out, basically. But I've got the confidence in the guys and, and the good thing about the squad that's come in, some of some of our ex players, right, Harvey, Jamie Knox, um, Chris McCannis, they won the league with us, Cameron, he got promoted ways and things like that. So there's a lot of ex MR players there and ex some of my ex teammates as well. So the, that Cobray Thistle thing is the continuity is there. It's still, it's still, still Cobray Thistle, if you know what I mean. And despite Paul saying you look like Sean Deitch, uh, you are only 31. I think I'm right in saying. Uh, young for a manager, but retired as a player at 25 through a through a back injury picked up at work. I, I even before I even before I'd stopped, I was still I was coaching. As I say I started coaching at twenty one. We we had the seventeens. Um, so I've been I've been doing it for a while. So my dad was a manager. 
Um, my dad managed the local team at Toll Cross when I was growing up. So it's just one of the, I don't know. I don't know if that has an effect on it, if that's part of the reason. But I just I've always loved this side of things. I, I'm a, as I say, I've, I've, I've listened to the show. I'm a geek. I, I, if there's something that I can listen to and learn from, listen to Chris Strain and, and Tommy Sloan and all these guys. If I can eat, listen to something I'll do it and try and learn from these guys, then 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 I've got to do it. So I it's I, I do look a lot older than 31, right enough. It's it's also been pointed to me a few times, and it's I say if you if you had my group of players, you would look a lot older as well. <laughs> Obviously, your dad was John Hartson, of course. <laughs> <laughs> For what you've run my family chat, you know all the nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> no, but obviously you've seen this as a project. Where can where where do you genuinely believe you can take you can take our deer? Well, again, it's long term. It's long term, so we can, we can we need a lot of help. We need, it's no it's no secret. We need we need money at the club, and I don't mean money for me or money for spending on president or that. We need money to build up the club run about the park. We need money to get the best of stuff run about the park. I'm big on that. Like when we spoke about the West of Scotland League application at Kilbride and players, players had got in touch with me about it and the first thing I say to them was, listen, I can't give you money because we weren't going to be paying at Kilbride either. I'm not giving you money. But what we will have is, I mean, we've got a GPS vest, we've got a sports science team, we've got a physiotherapy team, we've got under-20s coming through that's building a structure for us. Um, we're getting a VO cam in, we, we want to build that side of things up. See if you've got that structure first, then the good players will come in because they like that sort of thing. Don't get me wrong, I'm no judging MD who, who who needs money or, or because there is good money as well in junior football or Western Scotland football and it can be a setting wage for boys. I'm no judging MD on that. But the way our aim is, we want to build the club up off the park and then that will take care of everything else in the future. But but listen, we're, we're aiming to go long-term up the leagues. I'm not saying we're going to climb up leagues straight away, but long-term, that, that is the aim. I don't see why not. I don't see why you wouldn't. I think it's really encouraging as well, and I'm certainly not sitting here saying, because we're in the exact same position as you guys are, do you know what I mean? Uh, but, but to get ambitious people in, in the clubs, talked about Bells Hill as well. I know Bells Hill are obviously a bigger club than than we are at New Mains, but you've got people in there giving up time, the management team. I think I think there's a different kind of breed of manager coming in. I think when you come into a club, you can't just be the manager and pick the team. You've got to do, you know, much more away from it. If you want to try and create that environment, that, that environment for players to come in, you've got to go and do it yourself. You can't ask maybe aging committees to go and do that. And I think there'll be a lot more clubs, especially in division sort of three of, of this of the West of Scotland League that has to try and attract that type of person to the club if they want to want to improve. I totally agree. I totally and as you say, it's it's not just show up on a Saturday. I, I I guarantee you'll be the same. It's a full time job, Paul. It really is and but I, we love it and the, I, that's why we do it. We want to we want that buzz to keep going but I know there's a lot going on in your mains and it's exciting. We're exactly the same. We're really excited and that's the sort of the word that's getting bandied about and, and the committee are saying it and that's one of the things that when I spoke to the committee, as I said, I said the place was a wee, a wee bit undone, but, <coughs> sorry, but the committee 
were a wee bit run down, if you know what I mean. They were a wee bit down in the dumps and they'd maybe lost that wee bit of ambition. And again, that's no at anybody. I'm not speaking about MD or any previous teams or anything like that. I'm just meaning there's really good people doing it out there and they maybe had just accepted stuff. But I don't think that's right. I think, listen, I'm not going to go and compete rocking like Talbot, but look, let's see where we are and let's see how good we can get here. And then once we've got established here, let's try and build up gradually and build up gradually. Again, it's a long-term thing. It's it's not going to happen overnight. But again, I've got a young squad. I'm, believe it or not, if you, if you end up to see me, I'm young-ish. So I know, Paul, I know. I never said but, nothing there, Sean. But there's plenty of time. There's plenty. There's plenty of time for us to get going. But I, I, I don't like if it was about coming in and avoiding relegation every year. Then I wouldn't have took it, to be honest. And that's that's me being perfectly honest. Is is there a part of you that is slightly disappointed that it's not Kil- Kilbride Thistle that you're taking into the into it because of how much that club means to you? That was it was a, I wouldn't hide that that was a massive disappointment. Um, but I will be genuinely honest, and I would only be honest. That has passed. See, see, been doing it all day and again. Again, I go back to the committee. See if I were doing it all day and my heart's still at Kilbride, and I see the stuff that these people are doing, then I shouldn't be there even short term. When you go doing it all day, and, and again, Paul, I'll go back to you and your mains, you'll be the same with, with the committee and things like that. When you see how much it means to these people who get absolutely nothing back for it. They just go down for the love of the club and the love of their community. And you go down there and you, and you spend a bit of time with them and you see how much it means. I mean, I don't watch your training session and things like that. I don't have to. They could easily just show up on a Saturday and put the nets up. But they come and they're there all the time, always improving stuff. I'm, I'm an dear guy now. That's just, I've only been there two weeks, but I'm dear now. And that's that's just because, of, say, the committee, the people that have came to watch, the amount of messages I've had for some people I don't know doing it in Stevenson and things like that. It's, it's been unbelievable. And no, as I say, that sort of the Kilbride, the Kilbride disappointment has passed now. It's actually the exact same story as we faced because we were Kaluk amateurs and we were looking for a home. We had ambition. We felt that, uh, you know, Kaluk Rovers, this is all pre West to Scotland, Kaluk Rovers with a junior team. I genuinely be- believed that. At the time, there was a route into the the, the Lowland League. Uh, if you see some of the teams that are in there now, and there was an infrastructure there, and then we started looking for for grounds and started setting up thirty fives teams and thirty fives leagues, and then the amateur teams and all that to try and put the infrastructure in, in place. Uh, and actually, New Mains come along. It was a catalyst for us. It was a catalyst because do you know what? New Mains then could offer something that that maybe we were. We were fighting against authorities and things like that to try and achieve what we wanted to achieve, uh, and 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 you'll be in the exact same posi- exact same position now. So for for you guys, this is a catalyst, this is a springboard for for you to to get up the leagues and actually show teams round about because there is that, and we still face it. There is that stigma of you know, oh, it's New Mains United, poor old New Mains. Do you know what I mean? But that's going to take, you know, a long time to kind of get rid of that, and you you guys will face that for the next wee while. But you'll get there. No, yeah, everything you've said there, Paul, is I'm sitting here and nodding my head. I totally agree with you, and it's it is your story just now. I mean, 
I think it was a couple of years ago, our dear, we're on Sky Sports, Jeff Sterling reading out the soccer Saturday, the 17-1 and all that. And again, I, I don't mean it sound harsh to end it. The clubs, the clubs became, was a laughing stock for a while. And I've said it before, it was an easy hit. And what I've spoke to people doing at Ardera about is, don't walk about feeling sorry for selling anymore. Let's just go and get out to the committee. I say, I say to them, I wanted to give them a wee joke. Know that they weren't doing anything right. I mean, a joke as in, let's get up, let's get going again, and let's be really positive here. And as I say, the love, the love that they've got for their club, with the support that they're giving me, I mean, I'll work. That's one thing I will do. And, and, and it was actually Mick Kennedy that messaged me, and you'll know this as well, Paul. One thing about the amateur guys is you, you, we will graft. Mm-hmm. And we, we we basically ran our clubs. And as much as the committee's there and the structure's there, but I'm 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 a hands-on guy as well. And, I, and I'm, I say hands-on, a lot of people call me a control freak, but that's, a, that's another matter. But Peter and the guys doing at the, the committee there, they're more happy to let me choose the direction we're going in, which will be youth football, which will be, I say we brought in the 20s, but we've got a head of youth, who, and his job is to bring through more Ardeer teams, more, more, more Stevenson teams playing in the Ardeer colours. And, and you know, we all know what that's like. That means that for years, that's how the club can last long term. That's the big thing. Money, it's no money. It's the money can build things up, but youth teams coming through, youth players coming through. That's for me. Clubs like our dear smaller clubs, what you would say, we're not going to go out and play big money. So let's have youth players coming through. And again, look at the twenties boys. I spoke about Big J coming in last night, but there's been a couple of other boys as well when they've come in and trained, and some of them have played as well. And it's it's definitely they've got to be good enough as well. And I've told them that it's no. Big J thanked me last night and I said, listen, it's no charity. You're in here because you're good enough and if you weren't good enough, you wouldn't be in. We need to have that as well. But the, the youth's a big, big way for us to go. And again, that's not a short-term thing. That's got to be built up over the next couple of years. You sit in a hotbed of, of top semi-professional teams in terms of you've got, and who's doing it, you've got the Irvin Meadows and... Uh, the buffs and things like that. What's been the reaction from from these teams? Has there been a bit like, oh wait a wee minute here, there is a new kid on the block here? Nah, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. That, that, right at this time of year, everybody's got their, their eyes fixing themselves, and that's quite right as well. I'm no, I'm no watching. I will say I'm not watching the buffs. They made a really good sign in the day actually, um, but I'm not watching the teams. So they, why should they bother about us? Like we, we'll still. We'll still just work away and, and, and get on with things. I've had some, I've had some good, really good messages. I said Mick Kennedy messaged me, um, Craig McEwen. I mean, I've, I've, never, I've never met Southie, and he, and he sent us a message, and I, that was just touch of class, and I couldn't believe that he went out. Why, why would he go out and text us? But he did, and, and fair play. I mean, George Grierson obviously arranged the game last night. So I've had, I've had some nice messages as well, but again, that's no criticism of any of the other local teams like they've got their job to do and, and they'll be focusing themselves and and I'm not looking out for Lars Dissel or Colin Rangers or other medical schools it doesn't bother me we're just we're going to push on with us and, and I don't blame the guys for doing the same either I mentioned earlier about you having to hang up your boots at 25 was it was it a you're talking about your passion and clearly there's a massive passion there for management and coaching but was it a blow and, and yeah you're, you're kind of getting your teeth stuck into management at the younger age, but is there ever a part of you that thinks, you know, 
what you could have achieved as a player at that level at all? Would you have tried to go up, you know, higher up than the amateurs, or what? 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 What kind of player were you that way, and where did you want to go then? Um, I don't. I don't think there's any. I, I was never going to be a top player or anything like that. I was uh, probably quite similar to what I'm now. I spoke a lot, <laughs> shouted sometimes. Um, no, I was a centre half, and and mad. I, I was slow. Um, but I, I don't know if you can see my nose there now. This is I was to go and hit the ball, and my sweeper was Mark McKay, who we had a really good partnership. Um, he he used to say to me, just go on every header, and then he would do the right. He was fast and it was nippy, and he we we had a really good team. Um, obviously I was a captain, but I organised. Um, if I if I didn't talk, I probably wouldn't even have played in that team. Because and I, and that's been honest. I was I was alright, and I was. I was a decent amateur centre-half, but I wasn't a special player by any means. And, and what about management now? I mean, you've got so many years ahead of you. What 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 What's your ambitions as a manager? I mean, where, where, where do you want to go long-term? Have you, have, you know, have you got thoughts about the future that way? I know your immediate thoughts are about Ardea, but you want to take Ardea up the leagues and establish a reputation, and is this what you want to do long-term? Well, I think... Um, before I took the ideal job, I was third favourite for the Celtic job, so that was that was a challenge. <laughs> no, I don't say that. I'll get people bit annoyed at me for saying that. Um, it's out now. <laughs> but no, I said I'm, I'm ambitious. I'm ambitious. Um, what what I do say is there's no rush. I've got a lot to learn here. I've got a lot to learn, and we've got a journey to go on at Ardea. But there's plenty of time. I, I'm quite comfortable knowing that that it doesn't need to happen straight away um, I've got a lot to learn and I do want to push up I do what I do want to I want to manage at the highest level I possibly can and I see that in my players as well we should all want to go as high as we possibly can um, I want to take the boys with me and, and go up um, but as I said there's no rush there's no rush and we'll see what happens I mean, you only have to look at Dundee United this week. A guy there who was managing in the the Lowland League with Kelty uh, gets the Dundee United job this week, doesn't he? So you you only have to see how maybe modern football opens the door to these opportunities. I think Scott, Scotland, Scottish football in particular, we we shouldn't have any room for snobbery. So I think if you look at people like that and and see the, the job, if the guy's done a good enough job, it's good that somebody's got a bravery to go and do that. And Dundee United, fair play to Dundee United for taking that chance. I'm saying taking that chance. I, I don't know the guy, obviously, but but why would you know? We, we shouldn't. Have, I think we shouldn't be up here as snobs. I mean, the, I like Scottish football. I'm a big fan of Scottish football. There's again, there's a good charm to it. There's a bit of roughness and and, and things like that. But why why not why not okay someday? I mean, the, the moves that that have happened. This summer, the guys can up for the Lowland League and things like that. Good on them. And, and good on the clubs for doing that as well. And uh, just on the subject of giving people a chance, it's uh, it's the start of the Euros this week. We're going out on the night of the, the opening game and the, the tournament starting. Uh, Scotland will have their first game against the Czech Republic at Hamden on Monday. And as I say, giving a chance, Billy Gilmore, somebody, somebody you know, you know well, I think. Sean, uh, does he deserve a chance first of all? Ah, definitely. I, I, I just think I just see it's an easy one for me. I just think like 
I mean, pe- people look at Young Billy and obviously he's a lovely player on the ball and, and, and the things. We we won't have, we probably won't dominate games. So when, when we get the ball, we need to keep it. We need to keep it for a while. But also the other side, and he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Billy's like, as I say, I know his dad well. It's, it's more his dad well, and I've met Billy a good few times as well. Lovely boy. But when you watch him, he, t- he can take care of himself. He's not somebody that's going to get pushed about or anything like that. I mean, he'll get off his dad. His dad wasn't a big guy, but his dad was a hard guy on the park. And I think that I watched a, a documentary about Billy the other night, and he would go down for Rangers training and he'd get to Winton Park, and his dad was just getting sent off every week. So that's <laughs> Billy will get that. Billy will get that toughness for his dad, but for me, he's got to play. When was the last time we had a player like that, that exciting? We've got to game again. It's great that, I mean, Billy comes from Stevenston, doesn't he? And, and you're now obviously, you're obviously playing or managing at idea. so uh, maybe get him along to a home game uh, sometime when he's up from Chelsea. Well, it's a Drossen. It's a Drossen, Billy's fair. He's just, just fitting the hill. Um, but his dad played for Ardia, um, and his dad had um, his dad had started the the Ardia Rovers 35s just there for for that season as well. So there's a lot of ties. But I'd actually I'd actually asked Billy Senior to be my assistant manager um, when I'd started at the amateurs, and he was all for it. And then obviously with Billy, he was going to do it to London quite regular to see the wee man and uh, the young brother Harvey. Is it Kilmarnock? So so but. Feather Billy's he's a busy guy with the football he really is and and for, they're, they're a really good family they really are and couldn't be any happier for them for what's happening just now You're a fan of Billy Gilmore Paul? I watched him uh, against Luxembourg the other night and the one thing he always come on as a sub he was box to box he was coming in he was wanting on the ball okay it was, uh, no disrespect to Luxembourg it was one of these games and nobody wanted to talk and there wasn't that much tackling but he wanted on the ball he wanted to drive forward he was wanting to create the chances he's an exciting player and I don't think Scotland as a nation can can have a player like that sitting on the bench to be honest because when was the last time we had, a, we had a player like that? I just wonder if Steve Clark will stick with experience for the first game go with Callum McGregor and then bed him in from the bench in a competitive game I think it will. Yeah. I think it's just almost a sort of, I don't know if the phrase is play it safe, but go with his tried and, test, tried and tested in terms of experience and then see how it goes from there. I, th- I think similar to that uh, is the, the boy Patterson at right back as well. I mean, not the boy O'Donnell's done great for Scotland when he came in and he takes a bit of stick, but he's obviously a solid, reliable player. Um, but about Nathan Patterson, I mean, I'm a Celtic man, but I said it a while ago. I, I think he should. I'm glad he was called up. The only question I would say is, again, we might be in the back foot at times. He's probably never had to defend for Rangers, really. So, but obviously the training camps and things like that. So I'm sure that they'll see if the boy can defend. But again, he's he excites me. I think he's I think he looks like a smashing player. But again, I. I can understand why if maybe suspect defensively. I don't know. I'm not saying he is. I'm not saying he's not. I just, you know what it's like. It's Celtic and Rangers. You, you don't need to defend that much. Although in saying that, Celtic's defenders are still, are still, are still managed to do a great job this year. 
Uh, well, we're just we're just a, we'll be a couple of days away uh, from that game against the Czech Republic when this uh, show goes out. But before then, as we've uh, we've said, uh, New Mains United will be playing Royal Albert, and I think you've got a, a few uh, words you want to you'd like to say about Royal Albert, Paul. Yeah, their manager Stuart Thompson, who's a firefighter this week. I don't know if people have seen it on the on the social media or or in in the papers that went into a fire and come out and collapsed on the on, on the pavement. So it's just to really wish Stuart a, a speedy recovery. We can't the guys the work these guys do. It's we talk, we're talking football here, it's so insignificant when you see the likes of guys like that putting their life on the line, going into burning houses and he's, he's come out. I just hope he's okay and I'll, I'll drop Peter Higgins of uh, Royal Albert a message later on just to, to see how Stuart's getting on. My name's Chris Strain and I'm the Cowan Rangers manager. You're listening to Down the Divisions. Before we finish up, we'll clear up the down the divisions decider. Sean has got a lot of writing on this. Uh, I'll give you those clues again. Uh, I'm looking for the club who were the first junior side to have a game televised in 1958. They're the only junior side to travel by air to a game. They were the first junior club to defeat a senior side in a competitive fixture. And they've won the Scottish Junior Cup three times. Is there a trick clue in there? Is it travel to air or by air? <laughs> by air. That was on my head as well. <laughs> A-I-R. They, they got, uh, on a, they got on a plane. And, uh, have you got an idea, Sean? I think possibly, um, and I'll give you my logic and then you'll tell me I'm well off, but my big mate, Mick Wardrobe, is, a, is an Evan Meadow legend. And I'm sure he was the goalkeeper when they beat, I think it was Brecon in the Scottish Cup. Um, I, I know they were the first, there was a first something there. Um, and that's how I, I'll go with Irvin Meadow. Irvin Meadow, Paul? Oh, I'm sticking to Ayrshire. <laughs> that's a big place, Paul. Aye. It's no idea. It's no idea. Uh, Correct. <laughs> A big club in Ayrshire. I'm gonna go for Cumnock. Cumnock. Yeah. No, no. Glen Afton. You sure? Yeah. Yeah. I hope it's Cumnock now. Right. So, so far, Sean Kenny has got 58 out of 58. The nice (laughs) 59th episode. And he's now got 59 out of 59. Oh, well. To to run through those clues, uh, they were first televised in a Scottish Junior Cup game against Foldhouse on Scott Sport in 1958. They travelled by air to Birmingham to play Birmingham City in a friendly in March 1959, and they lost 4-3. The senior side they beat was our growth in 2009 in the third round of the Scottish Cup and they've won the Scottish Junior Cup three times in 1959, 1963 and 1973. Was it Richie Barr get the goal, I think? Is that right? I'll take your word for that one. I've not got those details to hand. Come on, Gareth. (laughs) (laughs) I I hope I've just made a mess of that, but it it just shows you it's worthwhile listening to the big goalies now and again. It's mixed up that story a couple of times. (laughs) 
Sean, thanks for, for joining us. Uh, really good having you on the show this week. All the best for what you're doing at RDS. Sounds like you're doing some some great work down there. So uh, hope that keeps going and uh, that you get the, the results you, your hard work uh, deserves as well. I think it's fantastic, Sean, what you're doing. And the game needs more people like you, mate. Young, enthusiastic, ambitious, ready to take on a project, because it is a project, uh, a huge challenge there. But I've no doubt from, from speaking to you and seeing your enthusiasm and speaking to you kind of off air that you'll do a great job there, mate. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for thanks for having me on. As I, saw, I said to you when you messaged me that it's my pleasure because I'm a geek and I listen to other shows anyway. So uh, keep up the good work. It's uh, It gets me through some of my, my working days, although I hope my, my boss isn't listening. But thank you very much for having me on. Thanks again to our sponsors, 44 Creative. Go to www.44creativehq.com if you're looking for a photographer, graphic designer, videographer, videographer or video editor. And don't forget, you can get in touch with us with your comments or suggestions for people to speak to, or if you'd like your club's audio featured on the show. Our email address is downthedivisions at gmail.com. That's downthedivisions at gmail.com. Or you can get in touch via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Do leave a comment, which helps others find us, and subscribe to get alerts when our latest episode is released. We'll be back next Friday on Down the Divisions. <laughs>